Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. I'm sure listeners, you can guess who we're working with this morning. That is Patarasha Jacobs, pressing all those right buttons of and also playing on your heart strings this morning as well. In this segment, as we always say, that this is our relief hour on the midweek Wednesday. Um, and indeed, we're focusing on Alimda, the foundation with Malana Yusuf Raja. And this morning, we have the privilege of having Malana with us in Syria. And he brought along another brother, Brother Abdul Rashid um, Ibrahim, with him as well. A warm welcome, Malana, as well as the brother, and all the best for 2020. Inshallah, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah, sister Aisha, and all the voice of the Cape listeners as well. Malala, the foundation has been established for quite a while now, and we're looking at the work that you've been doing throughout the years as well. Just maybe to recap with our listeners about the establishment, the history, a short history, and then speaking about 2020 and the vision thereof, inshallah, if Allah so wills. So, Alhamdulillah, Alim Dad Foundation is uh, about 15 years young, um, and it grew out of Escort, a small town in KZN. Uh, with our CEO, brother Yaakov Vayed. And Alhamdulillah, from there we've spread. We've got seven local offices here in South Africa nationally. And then Alhamdulillah, it keeps on going internationally as well. So we have at the moment nine offices as well internationally. Alhamdulillah, you know, you mentioned Escort, a very small town. But look at the growth. Um, they always say that, you know, when you come from a small area, you might get lost in the big city. But we're looking at this vision and 15 years later, what you've achieved thus far. And I think it's absolutely only through the grace of Almighty Allah. That, and, and the fact that, you know, when you put your trust in Allah and you do things for the sake of Allah, that the mercy descends upon such, you know, organizations and people. That, that's definitely true and that one, one thing that plays a big part in that is sincerity as well and uh, oh. that we see that emanates from our CEO Yaakov Vair as well. Mashallah. Um, so we're looking at, you know, um, this year and especially 2020 and, and I'm sure that you, you, you've been, you know, sitting in 2019 planning for 2020 and we know was the best of planners but we do have to have our ducks in a row when we want to make success out of organizations as well. Tell us about that. Well, Alhamdulillah, we're kicking off this year with uh, our project, which we which has been going for over 10 years now, which we call Back to School. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has grown every year, Alhamdulillah. And this continues throughout the South Africa. And it, uh, this year will take place as well in Kenya from our offices there as well. So Alhamdulillah, um, we, we support kids and we work in partnership with the Western Cape Education Department here locally. And they basically, they would uh, identify the schools in the various areas, those that are very needy. And what we try and do is we wait at least uh, two weeks into the school year. We know today millions have started their schooling. Yes, alhamdulillah. And uh, basically that gives the teachers and the school enough time to identify those students or learners who are not able to maybe get a backpack or have a pair of shoes or have the stationery. 
So this, in this way, we know that we are giving to those who are the neediest of the needy. SubhanAllah, and I think that is a, actually a very great um, idea on, on, on engaging, you know, where the need really is and making sure that those are being satisfied because um, it's senseless giving a child something that already, who can afford already has, the, uh, you know, the backpack or the stationery themselves as well. Yes, that, that definitely is there. Locally, the schools um, that you're working with for the past 10 years, if you want to just maybe touch, do you, do you, do you stick with the same schools or do you, um, you know, go from one school to the next? Tell us about it. Well, we, we basically change schools every year. And this, we also, like I said, we work with the education department, so they would identify schools. Or if there is a school that we think there is a need, then we would like, tell them as well and inform them of that. Um, just to give you an idea with regards to last year, so we, we've done schools in West Bank, we've done um, Mitchell's Plain as well, we've done, a, we've done about six, seven schools, and in Worcester, so we go out into the outlying areas as well, we try not to confine ourselves only to the to the CBD, CBD, so to get out as well. Marlon, let, let's speak about, you know, uh, very often um, it, it is mentioned that uh, we put so much emphasis on the secular education and we forget about the Islamic education where there's also a need. And, um, you know, coming from an Islamic perspective, I'm sure that, um, you know, the, it's, it's becoming so intense that there, there's a need for, for um, textbooks nowadays when you're doing Islamic studies, you know, the afternoon madrasa as well as books as well. So are we looking, you know, in, into that need as well? Look, Alhamdulillah, we do cater for both. And Alimdad has a department which we call the Alimdadia Makatib department, which also caters for Makatibs. And we run throughout South Africa Makatibs. Uh, and here we have quite a few in Cape Town as well that is running. So they are catered for, look, majority of our makatibs, the afternoon madrasas are run in your impoverished areas. Yes. Your Mitchell's Plains, your Mannenbergs, your Eitzach, um, Lavender Hill, those type of areas. So you must remember there as well, the kids are coming out of school, uh, they're tired. So they really want to say there, many come in without proper attire. Um, many haven't eaten yes. for the day as well uh, and they, with regards to textbooks as well we try and assist there as well so listeners if you thought that you know the kids are all back to school and that the back to school um, uh, uh, stationary drive it's all over it's not Alim Dad is still uh, running the stationary drive until two or three weeks within uh, the January and I'm sure distribution will probably want to do in Feb uh, for the latest as well to see who's in need as well so people can still contact you if they want to contribute that's definitely that's correct uh, one of the things I'd just like to mention with regards to last year, we, yes. we, we launched uh, here in Cape Town uh, with regards to the school shoes project. So we, with, with backpacks, everybody can, you know, a backpack is not really a necessity. You can sometimes get away with having a ShopRite packet. And believe you me, sister, we've witnessed this. We've yes. witnessed children coming with ShopRite packets to school. But then the sad part was when we were going, they were seeing children coming without shoes on. If I tell you, we've seen last year, up till last year, that is in our CBD year, with kids coming barefoot. So we would basically allocate to some schools the last year what we've done, we would say we're willing to assist 50 students, can you call out? And if they were able to bring out of their school 50 students that didn't have shoes or had shoes with holes in. So alhamdulillah, last year we done the project and this year we're trying to increase, um, we may be doing it fourfold this year. So inshallah we pray and that is only due to the, su the success of the project is because of our donors that are making it possible. So do you prefer people to provide the cash for you and then you perhaps, you know, um, have a supplier or how does it work? Look, that does make it easier if cash is given to us to, so that what happens, we buy it from one supplier. That means we are getting it at a wholesale price yes. as well. Uh, unless somebody is willing to come with a big uh, shipment of shoes, that we wouldn't mind that as well. 
Okay. So for um, that contribution from the listeners, um, how do they contribute if they want to EFT the monies? Um, do they make contact with you to share the contact details, the banking details? Look, they, there's a few ways of, of, of where they can contribute. One one of the ways is that they can go on our website, which is okay. uh, www.alimda.com. There are links on there which they can do directly on the website. The other option is they can contact our head office or on 0861-786-243 or they can contact us locally here in Cape Town on 021-761-1255. That's zero two one seven six double one two double five. That's correct. Then we have that is locally what's happening locally, and we all know that internationally there's lots of you know need as well, especially within our Muslim communities to bring about relief. Tell us about that. Well, internationally at the moment, what has happened? Um, I think uh, what was more mid-December with regards to Idlib and that where the bombardment started again. So we don't look at what is happening there, but what, uh, with regards to the political side of things, but what happened is that people from Idlib, from the southern area of Idlib, they started running towards the northern area closer to the borders of Turkey and that. And as we know, Alhamdulillah, I think on our last conversation we spoke, mm. I was in Jordan when I just came back and I explained, explained to you what the situation there in Jordan is. So winter is now upon these people. And uh, I was there with the in- onset of winter in Jordan, yes. which is very close to them as well, and it is cold. And the thing is, when it rains... Those, that rain doesn't get doesn't uh, get absorbed in the in, in the ground and basically starts flooding there as well. So people are basically living in tents, in empty buildings, wherever they can. And the main our appeal now is for for clothing, where we 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 we, we clothing, blankets, uh, health, and also with regards to uh, the facilities to to put them up, whether it be tents or it would be container homes as well. Inshallah. So with regards to, you know, contributing towards um, the need for people internationally, how do they go about that same? Exactly the same process. And you'll see there are links there uh, with regards to the various projects that we have running at the moment. So it's just a simple click on that one there. That's the project that you donate into as well. What's the projects and programs like for 2020? (sighs) (laughs) Well, you know... One thing working in the humanitarian sector, it, it varies. You know, yes. we have our set programs like your back to school, your winter warmth, your keep a girl child in school, but uh, disasters do happen. And, and primarily we are a disaster relief organization. So when disasters happen, whether it be locally or internationally, we've got to respond. And uh, sometimes it's, it's not the disaster alone. It is the continuation of people staying in areas. If we look at Bangladesh. We're still doing the relief work there. Syria at the moment, it's been almost eight years now, nine years going on. So it's a continuous thing. It's it's a never-ending story. And what happens sometimes is that people tend to forget if a disaster happened eight years ago, they're assuming that those people are right eight years Mm -hmm. later. That is not the case. And I've witnessed that firsthand. As people still staying in tents, people still looking for food, people still looking for clothing. So, uh, you know, we, we make dua, and that I think is the main thing that we ask everybody to make. You know, the Allah Ta'ala grants ease, Amen. and uh, generally in the, the hadith comes, La yaruddul qadr illa dua, that nothing changes taqdeer but dua. And that is all that we can ask the listeners also to do, inshallah. Well, and I'm just looking at locally the projects as well, um, and you've mentioned disaster, and I know that you mentioned your disaster relief, and that happens locally as well when fire strikes, and you, you know you, you never know when, it, when it's going to happen. So you avail yourself at all times. Do you, do you count on volunteers you know, to come on board, and how do you, how do you get your volunteers? So basically, we've got a, a database for volunteers, okay. and one of the things is you are able to register as a volunteer on our website as well. Um, and we work 
with disaster management. So many people would phone you and they'd say, you know, this disaster happened now, and they're not understanding exactly how the, pro- the process of things. So we work with disaster management, and they would activate us. So what happens in that case, you're not getting duplication of things. So I'm not going there, another organization, and 10 organizations going to one place. So they'd say, okay, Alim Dad, can you assist with this at a certain place? Then we'd assist with that, and they'd use another organization for different things. Otherwise, it just becomes chaotic. And then we've seen it happen many times where people come, everybody's going to be, lunchtime, you're going to be fed, and there's four people feeding lunch to the people. Mm. So volunteer recruitment, uh, that happens online as well. as well. What's the criteria? Look, there is no real criteria. Basically, look, is uh, what it is meaning if there is a need, uh, you need to avail yourself and uh, so what what would happen is they'll basically I think send out a a message and say look in this area we are going to do a a distribution or we need to go out to this area to do a distribution of blankets or whatever the uh, the distribution is and then they would say okay we are available to assist and then they could tag along as well very often people would ask the question so if there's such a great need in Idlib um, you know we know it is wind and all of those um, people often think that you know um, it's cheaper to purchase things from here and then to give it to the organization but there's the carting and all of that that's involved as well so uh, when one looks at the best ways of contribution how, what would that be look for international projects I'd, I'd say money would be the best uh, look it becomes very costly to have to put things in a container and send it from here, whether it be Bangladesh, whether it be Syria. And then you must remember you're dealing with the border control as well. So sometimes the goods are sitting there for months where the people need urgently. So it's easier to transfer the funds. In that way, we're also supporting the local communities. We look at, uh, I'll use Jordan as an, an instance, you look at the, the economy, it's, it's got quite, the, the currency is quite strong, but the economy is dying because the there's not people, there's not much currency being moved in there. So you're actually supporting the local country as well, which is supporting our IDPs, our international displaced, the, the, the refugees and that, that are displaced in that country as well. Alhamdulillah. Manana, you've been to Jordan, as, as you've mentioned earlier, and I'm sure there's lots of, you know, of your uh, members probably visiting from time to time various areas as well. You mentioned 15 offices. Is that internationally and not just locally? Uh, that is internationally. We, it's, it's over 15 now. It should be over 15. There's about 17 offices. Mashallah. So there's this growth as well. Alhamdulillah. And volunteers. Do you find that more women volunteer than men? Are you looking for manpower, you know, when we're speaking about, you know, volunteering? Like, you know, the, the saying goes, horses for courses. So, look, we, it would depend on, on, on what is needed. If there's, like, heavy goods we need to be carried, then obviously we would prefer having our males around. But many of the times, um, and we found this, is that women tend to be more sympathetic towards uh, other females. And generally in disasters, internationally especially, we'd see that the women uh, who had suffered in the disaster, they're the ones who would take it a bit more hard, harder. And uh, they, they, we find that a lady, she brings a softer touch to it as well. Mm-hmm. So they're able to identify with another female, understand what she's going through and that. So it's also, of course, depending on, on the distribution. And the well, I do find that um, it's important. Um, they always say that, you know, um, uh, it's good to give, but teach them to fish as well. So is there um, an educational aspect um, to um, Alim Dad as well? Look, many of our projects are that. As up, as we call it upliftment projects that we have running uh, various, like in Sri Lanka, for instance, we've given um, bicycles out for those people. Uh, we've given, we have uh, sewing machines that are given out to people as well. 
and we try and uplift locally as well people with uh, projects so that they can build themselves up and start a business as well. So it's all about, like you say, teaching them how to fish as well instead of giving them. Indeed. How can people make contact with you? You've given us your, your office details and the, the, the web address as well if you want to just repeat that to our listeners. Okay, again, uh, if they want to contact us locally on 021-761-1255. If they want to contact our head office, it's on 861 786-243 and please visit our website which is uh, alimda.com It's 2020. It's your first interview um, for the year. What is the message you want to leave with our listeners? As, as I said earlier, I, I, it's just, uh, you, know, you, you know, I think one of the things is seeing what people are going through a lot, but it's, uh, it's scary. And you know, we make dua that Allah Ta'ala protects us firstly. And I'll keep on repeating this, just dua, dua, dua. And like I said, la yarudu qadr illa dua. Nothing can change the deer but dua. And that is what we, we truly request from all the listeners. You know, there's one thing I've learned from... Um from Molina, um, from Worcester, is currently at the Panorama Masjid, Molina um, Wasim. He says, um, he, he gives the example of his children, like the one child would ask something and he says, you know what, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you want something. And then the baby would come and he says, Daddy, I want a sweet, Daddy, I want a sweet. And he will cry for that sweet. And he will get that sweet because he's continuously crying for that sweet, so he's nagging. And I think this is what we need to learn from the child is, is to nag. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what we want even if we're crying that is us humbling ourselves and I think that's what the child not knowing is doing you know unconsciously uh, and so it's, it's a lesson for us to learn from the child as well definitely great advice <laughs> we say shukran so much Malana Yusuf Raja for being with us and bringing your accomplish with you this morning we said absolutely nothing but I know that if some people are not speakers but they are definitely the doers as well Allah grant success but again wherever you may find yourself as you've said you've grown to 17 um, offices which means 17 countries probably represented as well all grand success for 2020 and beyond Amen. Amen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo